Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. It's the Beyond Belief podcast. This is your host, Bill. Alan, what's happening? What's happening? Good day. Every day above ground is a good day. That is the truth. Well, until you go to heaven. That's true. Yeah. And Well, then I guess you don't have days, do you? Oh, it's eternity. I guess. So I guess there's not like this empirical numbering system or whatever where you would, or calendars. Does it even matter? No, but it was something to talk about to kill some time. In the yeah. Beginning. I'm saying as far as w- will time even matter at that point, you no, don't have to be right. anywhere. It's not like, oh yeah, no. I got to be at work like in an hour. And yeah. So no, nobody's going to care. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be cool. Which no. I don't care. I care very little now. I mean, I don't even set my alarm. <laughs> I told Ashley the other day, I'm at peace, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, listen, I hope it's not horrific. <laughs> you know, if, when, when I go to heaven, I hope right. it's not a horrific death here on earth. Right. I don't wish that. Yeah. Like, but I just, I'm at peace. I told her, you know, I've got things squared away now. Uh, my salvation's good. Yeah. Um, you were saying earlier, can't even take that away. So, yeah. Uh, the more I do, the more time I have here, the more I have to build a relationship that I'll have when I get to heaven. Yeah. The more, uh, and the more blessings you experience here, you yeah. know, and it says where your, yeah. where your heart is, your treasure shall be also. So if you're, if you're not being self-absorbed and self-centered and you're helping other people and you're, you're bringing glory to God, I mean, it's going to be pretty incredible. Yeah. I don't want to get off on a side topic cause you have a pretty good conversation to have, but something that my brother was telling me the story yesterday about something, uh, a near tragic event at his work. Uh, not where, not where he was working, uh, where he was present physically, but he was telling me about it. And he said, he said that this guy, uh, could have died and did not. Yeah. And I said, uh, I said, yeah, you should probably go witness to that guy yeah. because he was talking to, he was talking to a guy and the guy said, listen, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, this was divine intervention. That man should have died. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I said, you don't really, you don't hear a lot of those stories come out. You hear about right. people near death. They, they, I said, I said, did anybody say that it was lucky? And he said, no, actually this one guy said, uh, it, it was, there was nothing else. It was divine intervention. My brother said, yeah, it was a miracle. Yeah. Like he, they had a video and he was able to see it. But anyways, wow. long story short, long point short is that people attribute luck to stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. I look at that and I'm like, wow, that's just lucky. Yeah. But it's not, it has, we, when you have a relationship that's Christ centered, it's not luck. Right. You know, when you have God present in your life every single day, it's not luck because you can see how those things manifest because of the relationship you have with God, i.e. the blessings. Yeah. Or even, or even bad things not happening in your life because of the relationship you have. Definitely. Uh, So anyways... Yeah, I don't even know. I was I was drift carring. <laughs> I guess so. That was cool though. Yeah. I mean, hopefully somebody yeah. did witness to him. So that would be my brother be said cool. he wasn't well, that's why I said my brother wasn't physically present. Yeah. Uh, because I said, dude, you you need to take that guy to dinner. Yeah. Well, if someone <laughs> said that it was divine intervention, hopefully that person has a relationship. Yeah. Right. And can witness to him or yeah. did witness to him. Yeah, it's incredible so, when opportunities present themselves. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anyway, so what, what did you want to go with? Um, actually I wanted to talk about and this came to me the other day. You know, there are so many people out there that set out through history that have set out to disprove God, like the Big Bang Theory and all this stuff. And there's scientists still, you know, working on how life happened and how this all came to be and stuff. But it it struck me very interesting. It struck me as very interesting that um, there are so many people that have set out to disprove the existence of God only to prove that God 
exist. God is the reason we're all here and creation is what it is. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast that said what? that. Yeah, You're I'm cheating. So, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. gosh. All right. Uh, hey, I was I trying too. to expand my knowledge base. I do too. I listen to things that are better than ours. Yeah. 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 Why not? Whatever. Uh, I listened to this uh, podcast and they were talking about an interview and I didn't, I meant to go back and write it down and, and, uh, and go research it so I could see the interview myself where they were talking about where, and I'm probably going to screw this up because I'm bad at doing stuff like this, but recalling stuff. So people, this interview was a Catholic bishop, I want to say, and somebody else, uh, I want to say another religious figure. And now they're, the bishop is now saying that they're adding in uh, evolution with creation and the Catholic church. Really? Yeah. That's what I kind of got. Now I'm, oh, I'm going to say, wow. listen, uh, if you're interested, hit me up. I'll tell you what the podcast was. Listen to it. Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, whatever. But yeah, that's the gist I got from it. Um, so for me, you can't do that. Like, right. well, actually I've heard it. Well, you could do that. It's stupid. Yeah. I heard, I have heard where scientists, um, say that there is a God, but God created the big bang. That's which it's ludicrous, but it, whatever. Yeah. That wasn't well, even where I wanted to go. That's the mix. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's not even where I wanted to go. I just wanted to, you know, um, talk about, you know, how there are people that, that try to disprove God and only to prove that there's no other way that things could have happened the way that they did with, um, without God. So, um, and I find it very interesting that there are so many people that if they truly knew the nature of God and the benefits of having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, how different their lives would be. Oh yeah. We just talked about that. Yeah. In an episode. Well, that's, that's what all this is about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it all ties in. It's all related to each other yeah. in the relationship you have with God and living a Christ centered life. It's all related. Yeah. It's not like we bring up a topic and it's separate from something else. It's all tied together. Right. Um, once you, uh, very simply for me, I lived of the world, yep. put all my effort, focus, attention, trust and faith and all of that stuff in the world, the things of the world, right. money, pleasures, relationships, uh, security, confidence, all that stuff yep. was of the world. I lived without Christ. So there's that part of it. And then I came to the realization that I couldn't live my life anymore the way I was living it on my own. So I turned my life over to Christ. Right. Uh, and, and developed a relationship with God through that, uh, where I became in touch with the Holy spirit. Right. And during that time, there's one or the other, right. There's, there's without and with. Right. And, and in, during that time, I, I think a lot of people, man, We've always said this, you and I, when we had our very first conversation in depth, we didn't know what the missing piece was. Right. We still don't. We don't know. Well, you have a pretty good idea. You, you say it all the time, but for me, I guess it's more of one of those things where you wish you knew what would make the relationship with God that we have desirable desirable for somebody else to have. Well, I did an Allen. I just punched the microphone. Did you see that? Man, that was Man, crazy. Holy yeah. field. <laughs> right. Anyways, do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. we want it to be desirable for somebody else and we don't know where that, where that misses. Right. Well, you know, I think, and this was for me, I had my dad, he was a great example and I watched him and yeah. I saw God bless him. I thought I saw God work through him. Um, I got many blessings because of my dad's relationship with, you know, with God through <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I didn't get it. I saw it my whole life. I yeah, saw right, it, right. but I didn't get it until he passed away. And then I was like, you know, I really, I really need to get my life. I need to have Jesus in my life because 
Um, I knew that's where the answer was, but there was still a part of me that was like, there's no way Jesus is going to accept me yeah. the way that I am. But once I realized that I could come to him, you know, how I was and he would clean me up, I couldn't clean myself up anyway. Um, it just made, it gave me a certain amount of peace. Yeah. Um, and it gave me a, a tremendous amount of hope, but the closer I walk with Jesus, the more, the more hope that I have and the more I just want to share. And that's how you can tell when the Holy spirit is, is really working in your life when you, when you truly have your salvation, um, you know, the assurance of your salvation, um, is when you really start caring for other people's souls. Not yeah, just and you're own. not just regurgitating Bible verses. Right. And it's not a routine and a habit, right? Yeah. Those aren't the first part's bad. If you're just throwing out Bible verses to make yeah. yourself look better, then it's still about you. I can remember maybe 10 Bible verses yeah. I've been to read. Yeah, I'm so bad at it. Yeah. I can remember what they say. I just can't remember where they are or, or yeah, and whatever. I can get you pretty close. Like, yeah. you know, I can tell I somebody, maybe well, you shouldn't do that because blah, blah, blah. All right. It's yeah. not even close. They're like, that's in the Bible. I'm like, well, now nah, I'm kind of paraphrasing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it, when you think about stuff like that, like, like that person, we talked about this the other day in an episode where we talked about something tragic happens in somebody's life. Right. And people are like, you know, why does God let that happen? Yeah. And I look more so at, uh, you should see it beforehand and not later. Like if you're only looking at it after the fact, yeah, the dog's do. I don't know what he's doing. He's like scratching he, his face, yeah, but he won't get up because he's too. <laughs> his nose was itching really bad or uh, something. He was going crazy. But anyway. Yeah. Anyways, what I was getting at is like people look at it when it comes in front of them. Right. Like they're like, it's such a tragic world. And then they, and then they point to God. Yeah. Like, how dare you? You know, yeah. you just let this happen. And it's right. like they miss. And I'm not using a tragic situation. I'm not going to, I don't want to do that. Right. But if we had been diligent in spreading the gospel instead of just preaching about it, yeah. if we had been diligent, would we have reached that person who now blames God? Right. Would we have reached them that maybe that, uh, event wouldn't have hold, unfolded in their life. Or if it did, would they have the resource to have that relationship with God to turn to? Right. But we always go back and we want to, we want to shift blame or shift focus or, or do stuff like that. That just to me, I mean, I guess I see it now and I experience a lot of traumatic, tragic stuff in my life. Right. Uh, well, I think if more people knew who God actually is and the, and you, you, you get that from the Bible. If pe more people read yeah. their Bible, they would yeah. understand who God is and why things happen. Um, and it says in there, you know, that it rains on the just and the unjust. Yeah. It's not just because something bad happened like the, you know, it's interesting because the COVID thing, I didn't hear a lot of people. I didn't, I, I personally didn't hear anyone blaming God that that happened. But I, I have seen more people turning to God. Um, I don't know whether it is because I don't I don't know. There, it just yeah. seems to be a shift. And we've talked about this before, so I don't want to go down that road. But I didn't see people blame the COVID thing on God or whatever the way they blame 9-11 on God or something else on God, you know. <clears throat> it seems like the COVID whole debacle thing has really um, opened people's eyes to the gospel. And um, I don't know. I just, I think if people more knew more about who God is, there would be more people and people don't know what they don't know if they, we had more people in the streets screaming Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, proclaiming his name and, and actually, um, showing people, I mean, not through like trying to teach them, but through example, yeah, you know, yeah, um, how to love other people, how to help other people, how to do things, you know, how to be Christ-like. Man, we're, man. <laughs> uh, they would, they would be more, um, 
I try not to hungry. do, I try not to do too much of this where I jump back and forth and, and try to read stuff because it becomes, uh, I think it, it, I think it can get distracting sometimes, but we we're commanded to go out and teach what Jesus Christ has given for us and right. has taught us. Yeah. We're commanded to do that. It's not an option. It's not, it's not, well, I'll sprinkle it into my business life. Right. Uh, it's, it's having those conversations. And I know we asked this, uh, what is that noise? Are you, what are you banging something over there? This is how, this is real. Cause I'm not editing. I'm not going to edit that out. That's fine. No, I hit that little thing. <laughs> okay. You keep rocking. So yeah. Oh. Anyway. So let me read this real quick at the, at the end of Matthew 28, uh, where it says, uh, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy ghost. And it continues into 20 where it says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Right. We're to teach people what Jesus has gone out and taught right. and what his commandments are yeah. for our world to, to here on earth to exist with Christians. Right. But yet we lose focus of that because people don't understand who God is. Right. Well, I think we we don't get a chance to teach a lot of people because we don't show people the example. We act like um, lunatics sometimes, and then we're oh, like, "Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, would you like to come to church sometime?" And they're like, "What? The way you just acted? There's no way." Yeah, with you, <laughs> right? What's so, wrong with you? Exactly. Or, so. or or that place? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm more comfortable over here in my place. Right. Um. And, you know, we, we hit that enough. No, no need to strike that bag anymore. Um, I didn't, I, I wasn't bringing up that tragic scenario as saying that people only turn to God in a bad time. What I was trying to bring up in that situation is that if we had gone out, like we were commanded as Christians yeah, and gone out and try to reach as many people as the, as the gospel says to then there's a chance that we could reach those people right. and truly explain what God can do in their life. But when we don't do that right, and we want to point the finger, it's kind of like placing the blame on, you know, saying, wow, how dare you? And then say, well, you didn't teach me that. Like right. I can't blame my parents for a crappy upbringing uh, or for, for my crappy life because they didn't, instill that in me. So it would be, it would be kind of, kind of a dumb thing to do. Yeah, I agree. You want me to hit pause? No, I'm fine. You distracted me. No, I'm I'm done. Okay. It's your turn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm sorry. It just, (laughs) I can't concentrate you, your phone dings or, or and you look at it and start reading something and you're over there doing your thing. And I'm sitting here looking at the top of your head going, what is he doing? So what are we talking about? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just, now I just want to make that point about the, the tragedy thing. I think if more people, and I said this to you before, if people, would place the emphasis on their relationship with God and not on themselves and the things of this world, then they could, then they would never make those statements about why God would do something. And, and I used to ask that question all the time. I never really asked that question. Um, exactly. You know, I would wonder, my biggest thing was I would always be like, um, what did I do? To deserve uh, that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't to blame God, but it's like, how can I, I don't want to explain it the wrong way. It was kind of like, um, what could I have done differently to make God's, to get God's blessing instead of going through this thing? And it wasn't necessarily that I think God put that in my path, that stumbling block or whatever. But, you know, I started examining myself and I explained this the other day. You know, I would, uh, I would go into a place and I'd lose my temper or something or whatever. Yeah. And then I'd have to go back and apologize. So I just got tired of repeating that, you know, she's, I was never that in tune. 
Right. So I mean, um, I just I I wasn't. But I started looking for the lesson, and it wasn't necessarily why did God make this happen. It was like, what did I do to get in this position? You know, I didn't blame God for everything. I was just. But then, even after I started walking with God, I started focusing more on how could I do that differently, or what do I need to take out of my life, or whatever. Um, but I, my, I always look to God for the answer. Um, even though I didn't always accept the answer, you know, I was like, even back when you thing. weren't living a life with Christ in it. No, I'm saying with, since my, my walk oh, started. Okay. I thought prior this was before. The, I'm like, wow, you had, no, no, no. you had a pretty good. Well, actually there were, when things would really, really go bad. I mean, I did, I would call out to God or whatever. Vainly. Yeah, basically, you know, or why did With this no happen? expectation, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't realize till later, till I started walking with God that, you know, if you, if you pray without having a relationship or if you pray without having a desire yeah. to have a relationship, right. he's not going to answer that prayer. You know, if you come to him once a year, twice a year, when there's something bad happening. Well, that was me. Yeah, exactly. I told you, I used to lay there all the time out of remorse and just be like, oh my gosh. A lot of people use God as a a spare tire or a genie. Yeah. You know, I struggle. I, I used to explain, this is how I used to, (laughs) this is how lost I was. I told you I don't like that term, but I used to explain things as you wake up in the morning and you have two decisions to make good ones and bad ones. Mm -hmm. People that make bad decisions, bad things will happen to them. People that make good decisions, good things will happen to them. I used to explain this to people all the time. Yeah. And it was so far off base because once I, (laughs) once you put Christ in your life, you realize that bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. Yeah. But you don't have the favor and the mercy and the grace of God unless he's in your life. So you can live that life. I live, I'm talking right now. I'm alive. Uh, For the most part, I'm pretty healthy. I have bad stuff going on in my life. But at all that time, I didn't have, I didn't have a relationship with God and I was just making it, you know, I was just getting through it. But now the... You know, I've seen the favor of God. I've yeah. seen the blessings. I've seen God's grace and I've definitely seen his mercy. Right. Uh, I've lost both my grandparents in uh, the last two and a half years. Right. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've, I've just seen some stuff where if I didn't have a relationship with God, you know, I could easily see myself turning towards a bitter and unjust excuse. Right. You know, but I know God because I study God. Right. And I look at the relationship I have with him and the reason why things uh, happen the way they do because of my trust and faith in him. Right. Well, you know, you're, you turned to God because you got into a position where you've, you realized that was the only place you could turn. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for sure. And you were just tired of going down the path that you were going. I turned to God. I had the example. My path ended. Right. I had the example with my dad, my granddad. I didn't have a tragic event. I didn't have anything really bad happen to me, but nothing good was happening. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I had questioned that, you know, throughout the whole, my, most of my life, you know, I would, I would question why, you know, God didn't bless me in this situation or whatever, but I never blamed God. I was just like, you know, there was a part of me that thought I was good enough or whatever, you know, it was like a lot of people out there, you know, I mean, I'm not really doing uh, bad. Yeah. I wasn't out there really doing crazy stuff, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't doing good. Yeah. You know, and I definitely hadn't, uh, received Jesus Christ as my savior. Right. At that point. But I only knew to turn to God because of my dad and my granddad. But the reason that I turned when I did two and a half years ago or whatever, um, then, and I really got diligent about my relationship and I was seeking, I was going to church sporadically. Um, they were the wrong churches. 
I was, um, I mean, I learned things from them, but this was after your salvation. No, no, no. Yeah. Prior to prior to, I was going to, you know, I'd go to churches sporadically and I've been to churches where the people were friendly. I've been to churches where people were not friendly at all and they didn't acknowledge you. Yeah. And you know, I, I had a lot of different experiences with church, but, um, I was started, I started the church where you and I had met and my, um, my dad had passed away like three or four months after I started going to church there. And I saw the peace and the calmness and the assurance that he had on his deathbed. And he was in he actually in the VA hospital in Gainesville. And uh, the priest came to pray for him because they knew, you know, he only had like, it was undetermined at that time, but, you know, a couple days or a week or whatever. And uh, the priest came to to pray with him and stuff. And my dad, you know, is like, yeah, you can pray for me. And it's, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the King James Bible and, um, you know, whatever. There was one other thing that he had said, but I can't recall. But even the priest was like, wow. I can't believe the amount of peace this man has. I've, I've never seen him. This is the priest. He's seen right. plenty of people at the hospital, you know, pass away there. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. So at that moment I had started a church like four months prior to him passing or three months or whatever. At that point though, when I saw him pass, I was like, I, have to get my life in line. I need to receive Jesus Christ as my savior and not think that I'm good enough the way that I am. And that's what changed it for me. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that example. They don't have that um, to look to, to get the, to know where to turn. So I think, you know, we just need more people out there in the streets screaming Jesus. But um, the only reason I brought up, you know, the whole how many people set out to disprove God, but they they actually prove that he's there um, because the closer I get, the more I can see him there. And the closer I get in my walk now, the more I can see that he was there all along. Yeah, right. Guiding me, you know. Uh, he was trying to get my attention for a long time. I was just hard headed. Well, I wanted to touch on that real quick. I think God tries to get our attention a lot. Yeah. Uh, my brother, I called him. Well, my brother and I used to talk regardless all the time. And then now once this started, you know, now we have something greater in common, right? Uh, our love for, for God. Right. And so I used to talk to my brother quite often and he, he made attempts to talk to me about my salvation. And, and once all this unfolded a couple of years ago, I turned, I called my brother and I said, Hey man, you know, I just want to thank you for not giving up on me and thank you for, you know, what you did and my salvation. He stopped me and he said, listen, I'm not responsible for your salvation. Right. He said, you are, uh, you're, you only received your salvation because you opened your heart to it. Right. And I thought that was pretty profound because I think what happens is, uh, this is too, uh, two points here. One is a lot of people think salvation is something that's uh, a mark that you attain and then it stops there yeah. and uh, you check it off the list. Right. Uh, and I don't, and I truly believe this, this is my opinion only that I think a lot of people are talked into salvation. They don't mm-hmm. totally get it. Right. Uh, they think it's repeating a few lines, saying a prayer, coming to an altar and talking to a pastor. Right. I think that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, because people don't, they go, they don't go from the head to the heart. Yeah. Uh, I knew I wasn't saved. Listen, right. I'll tell you, and I don't make light of that. I I'm joyful in the fact that thank goodness and thank God I didn't die. Right. Like I'm thankful that right now you and I are sitting here talking about it and we have probably, I don't know, five listeners that listen to this podcast right. that share their joy of Christ. Yeah. I mean, it's more than that probably, but yeah, we need to get their names so we can say them. 
the five. So right. No, I'm just kidding. I could name off the people. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so so that that part, I, and all all I wanted to say is I think I kind of I kind of smirked before when you talked about my situation, and I said, well, you know, it it was pretty pretty abrupt. I mean, it ended right there. Yeah. What I meant by that is I think for a long time, God tried to get my attention or presented the opportunity yeah. for, for me to make the choice. And I chose not to. Right. And I, and when that happens, you can go back and look in your life and you can see, we have to take ourselves out of it. It's not us. It, it's not us. Uh, I didn't come because of a situation for Christ. I came because I realized that I was failing right. miserably yeah. with everything. What happened is a situation presented that for me to think about it. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't me. I didn't yeah. fall on my knees because, Oh geez, you know, Bill can't handle this. Right. I fell on my knees because I realized at that point that God was right. Like all this time that he had been trying to get my attention and save this wretched person from self-destruction, right. I didn't pay attention to yeah. it. And it took, it took a, a bigger act and a bigger act and, a, and then ultimately a big act. Yeah. But I think he does that in a lot of people's lives, but they dismiss it. And yeah. you made that point. You said, I, you know, I think he tried. I just wasn't paying attention. Right. I think if more people knew and had what you had in the beginning with your dad and your granddad and, yeah. and your upbringing and the way you taught your son, I think you paid attention to it and you finally realized that Yeah, I had my brother. Like, yeah. That's actually the thing. I'm like, it's, I had great examples and yeah. still I didn't get it um, until, you know, much later in life. Right. So that was one of the things that you and I had talked about when we started this is like, what is the missing piece? Why don't people see it? Well, I don't know. I, I think, you know, for me, it's just, you brought it up I, before you like, was it upbringing or is it, you know, and it, and that nature or nurture kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I don't know, you know, I don't know. I know, I know everybody, uh, I asked my brothers one time, I said, well, what about the people that have never heard about Jesus Christ? Yeah. You know, what happens there if, you know, he returns and, you know, yeah. and, and he says, you know, you will turn to me and accept me or, you know, that that'll be it. You'll, your life will be, yeah. you know, in a lake of fire for the rest of your life yeah. or for eternity. Uh, anyways, I was trying not to get too, too sidedly track sidetracked, but, but when I asked him that, I was like, what happens to those people? Yeah. What happens when there's a chance, right? There's this period, these years where people will have a chance to come to know Jesus Christ and God through uh, some bad events that are going to happen yeah. that are described in revelation. Do they, you know, is it those people that haven't heard the gospel? I mean, they're still going to be held accountable. So, yeah, they're, well, they're given the choice. Yeah. Well, but they don't have the 50 years of you and I of saying, right. man, I have all this experience of bad decisions to now read but this. It's kind of like, you know, um, what's the saying? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's the same thing. I mean, there is an age of accountability. Yeah. If he, you fall yeah. under that age, right. You know, um, you're, you're gonna, good. Yeah. If you're yep. a child and you don't have yep. that understanding, or if you're someone that doesn't have the mental capacity and yep. don't have that understanding, you're safe. But if you have all your faculties and you're of, you know, age of accountability. You just can't say I didn't know any better. Exactly. But you know, that's where it falls on us. That's what I'm, that was my yeah, whole point. Exactly. It's where it falls on us. We should feel bad for those people that are going to spend their eternity in a lake of fire because it's up to us to get the word out there and tell them we need to tell everyone. Jesus said, you know, go to all nations yeah. and, and spread the gospel and baptize yeah, and that was happening uh, in the New Testament too, where God, uh, Jesus, when he actually physically walked the earth and he had people going out uh, with him 
talking about the things that he was doing, they had less interaction and experience with Jesus than all of this information that we have available to us now. Yeah. And they did it with less. They had more faith with less and we have less faith with more. Well, yeah, because there's so much stuff out there convoluting the gospel and telling people the wrong way. Um, You know, my wife and I were just talking about a televangelist the other day. you a, know, fi- a financial evangelist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned you don't need a $10 million airplane yeah, you do. to go and pre and spread the gospel. And she's like, well, you want an airplane? I'm like, okay. The not, airplane, not that, a $10 million airplane. The airplane that I want is $300,000. She's Alan. Well, I, I mean, would take an ultra flight cart thing. What are those no. things with the parachute ultra uh, lawnmower engine? Yeah. You wouldn't catch me up there. Anyway, you want to fly, don't you? I want, no, not that. I don't want to fly that much. No, I no. want two. I want two engines. I want a twin engine just in case. Where's your faith? <laughs> well, not in man-made planes. Not in man-made right. stuff. But anyway. Um, Jeez, we just went sideways. We did. So my, the plane that I want is like $300,000. And her plane is $10 million. So we're talking about $9,700,000 more than the plane that I want. And um, I'm like... I just, you, you, people just don't need things like that to spread the gospel. Um, so anyway, yeah, we got sideways well, on that, you know, but man, now if you, it, now if it took a, a $10 million plane and you were on it like all the time and you were going to every nation and every country all the time and you were wearing that plane out, you know, you're wearing a plane out every two years because you're flying everywhere, spreading the gospel. Absolutely. But it's a good thing that they're not because they're spreading the wrong gospel. Well, right. Right. You can't prosperity preaching. Yeah. I'll probably offend somebody. I don't. That's cool because you know, that's how we got onto here. We were talking about, you know, people convoluting the convoluting the, the gospel. And that's the problem. Um, And now I'm just crunk. Um, I can tell I'm letting it go. Yeah. Because the, um, who cares about the person that has a $2 million airplane? Who cares about the person that has, that's doing whatever. But what about the hundreds of thousands of people that are leading astray yeah. that don't know any better? Yeah. I don't care what, what that person's doing because they're consciously doing it. Right. This person, whoever has an estate with 10 homes on it and the, the yeah. large plane and the corporation that's worried about the financial income and yeah, it, whatever they can do their thing on their private little yeah. land. But, but there's people that look to that as yeah. the way that they should model their Christian life. Exactly. And I'm not telling you you have to go have humble, you know, whatever. I mean, there's people that have a tremendous amount of wealth that have a tremendous amount of faith and a tremendous relationship with God. Right. I'm not judging that. I could, whatever you do your thing. Yeah. But if you're doing it the wrong way, as it's outlined in the Bible, and you're leading people astray in that way. If you're, if you're out showing people that you can, uh, you can mislead them and misguide them by preaching the gospel and preaching the Bible and then not following through as you're commanded, then yeah, then you're, you know, I I told him, I asked my wife this the other day, she's kind of my litmus. Well, the three of you are you, my brother and my wife. Right. And I kind of do this little thing where I ask a question. I call you all the time. I said, let me ask you something. So I asked her the other day, I said, let me, let me ask you something. Do I talk too much about this subject? And she said, well, I wouldn't. I'm like, geez. Okay. Well, that's not the answer I was looking for. Let me call Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. No. So she was like, well, I wouldn't. But here's the thing. I shouldn't ask that advice if I'm not willing to hear. Right. Uh, what she has to say about it. So she said, uh, well, I wouldn't, I said, well, that's great. We're two different people. So I'm going to continue. And, uh, you know, I won't have you on to talk about that. Right. So were you looking for two, the best two out of three? I don't know what I was looking for. Okay. I got you. Really? I I mean, I didn't call you and ask you because you and I just do it anyways. I wanted to make sure it didn't come across. You know, here's what I told her. I said, I've had experiences in my life in this subject matter that we talk about on Christianity. I've had experiences that I feel are important to share with people, good and bad. 
it would, it wouldn't be, uh, beneficial for me to come on here and talk about just good things. It wouldn't be beneficial to God. Right. Because what happens is if I get on here and I'm like, well, you know, everything's great. This is what will happen. God will bless you. That's prosperity. And well, who's going to, who's going to relate to that? I don't know. It won't, I wouldn't listen to it. I've turned those on and I've been like, I actually, (laughs) I let you listen to one, one time I sent it to you. I said, listen to this. We sound like that. And you were like, Oh no, (laughs) no, no, we do not. I mean, you sent like no's 10 exclamation, all capitals. I'm like, geez, Alan's yelling at me through the phone. But when I asked that with her, uh, and then I'll let you get your two cents in. When I asked that, I just, because I want to feel like, and here I'm putting it back on what I want to feel. I want to feel like we're bringing God uh, a true measure of our faith through this podcast yeah. and our obedience by saying this was, and I feel led by this. I'm not, listen, I told you this. I'm very emphatic about it. I feel led by God to do this podcast. Right. No, no questions asked. Right. And so when I ask that, I want to make sure that if I bring out the bad stuff that happened as an experience that drew me closer to God, I don't want it to be in a complaining spirit. I want it to be helpful to somebody. Right. And that's what I asked my wife. So when I talk about this subject, uh, the church, good and bad, I don't want it to be a complaining spirit, but I want people to understand that you should question some things. That was the episode the other day. Exactly. And you shouldn't be afraid to talk about an experience that's negative as long as it brings somebody closer to God. Yeah. You know, and that's why, that's how we, that's why we share our testimony. Exactly. A lot of testimonies have negative things in them. Sin. Yeah. Uh, But we have to share that to bring people, draw them closer to God. Well, like I said before, you know, I had my dad. I had a great example, but there are a lot of people that don't have that. But there's also people out there that can't relate to a preacher or can't relate to someone that's trying to bring them to the gospel because that person is, you got a a really clean life or seems like they've had no sin or whatever. And you and I just put it out there and they're like, wow, I can relate to them knuckleheads yeah, because I did some silly things myself, whatever. But you know, uh, you're absolutely right. Our episode the other day, you know, as far as um, asking why, why do we feel this way? Why do we feel, yeah, you, you know, why do we have this idea of who God is? Uh, where did we come up with that from? We need to question all those things because more people need to, to need to know who God actually is and that God loves us and God, you know, is our father. He just wants custody of all of us. Um, and too many of us still dabble in the world and, you know, we can't have, we can't have, um, one foot planted firmly on God and one foot in the world. We can't do it. No. Uh, and, and reap any, real blessings from that. It's, it's not going to be blessed. Um, we just need to know who God really actually is. The attributes of God actually would be an incredible study. Yeah. One, uh, one thing that I read not too long ago is that, uh, God desires a relationship with us and my study Bible that I use, uh, I forget what it's called. And do you know the name? You have the same one. Uh, life applications study yeah. Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, that Bible in, I've never really even read some of the, the introduction or some of the notes. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, it's a large Bible. Uh, and there's a lot of information in there anyway. So I was reading it uh, the other day and I, and I told, uh, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to start over at the beginning I'm going to read everything, like all the notes, all the stuff, not just what's, not just what's written in the Bible. I'm going to get the full experience, right? Yeah. Uh, Whatever commentary is in there. But one of the things says that God desires a relationship with us. And, And if you think about that, right, our Christian life is desiring a relationship with God. Yeah where he's already started out when he created us as desiring that relationship. With right. Us. So it's, it's crazy that we, you know, I think about all that time that I went by in my life 
where I didn't desire that relationship. I desired relationships with alcohol, yeah. uh, women, yeah. uh, tobacco, um, selfishness, money. I desired that. Right. But I never desired a relationship that would have kept me in a position until now, yeah. kept me in a position close to him uh, with my, my eternal uh, salvation. Right. I think uh, a lot of people think of a relationship with God as giving up something. Yeah, that's a good point, dude. Um, or convenient. Right. Or not a convenience. Right. They they feel like they have to give up all these things. But it's like Adrian Rogers said, you know, when he started drawing closer to God, he sinned all he wanted to. Yeah. Because he didn't have the desire to sin. All those desires that we have, the closer we get with God and our, our walk with Jesus gets more and more um, close. You just lose those desires. There's some stuff you have to work on. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing. Not all of it just falls away. Yeah, definitely. We, we have to, for me, hold on. I gotta, I gotta look something up because it, it keeps telling me it's not in there. Um, maybe it's two words, but stand, stand by. Um, for me, there's a lot of stuff I had to actively work on. I couldn't, my yeah. relationship wasn't, wasn't strong enough to push that stuff away. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was hurting me. Yeah. But I knew I had enough information to know that I had to get a closer walk. <laughs> Here's one thing I wanted to say before I lose the thought on who God is. We have to realize God is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's no, there is nothing else. God is yeah. like, it's. I don't know how to explain that, but he's present. He always will be. It'll right. never stop. It'll never, <clears throat> nothing ever happens to God. Only right. what we do. Right. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, subscribe to the whole big bang theory. To me, the big bang theory is kind of like, um, a tornado going through a, a junkyard and spitting out this fully restored 1969 Camaro, you know, that's fully functional wow. from a scrapyard, from all the junk floating around and, and it formed that car. That's, that's what <laughs> it, it, it comes across hey, in your you words. Know, to me. Ludicrous. It is very ludicrous. Yeah. So something I've never seen. Ow, Alan. Wow. I have never seen an accident or any two things that crashed together yeah. produce something um, functional. Functional. Yeah. Functional. Functional. Um, I don't want, let's not get hung up on words. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> uh, I did that to, to Ashley earlier. She sent me a text. I don't want to go too far off. She sent me a text and she said, uh, I love you more than that. And I said, well, it's not T-H-E-N, it's T-H-A-N. She's like, yeah, I don't teach grammar. <laughs> <laughs> right. I said, I said, yeah, touche, whatever. Um, yeah. I'll read this verse real quick. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Uh, James one twenty one. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Adrian Rogers did a sermon. Well, he did many sermons. He did a sermon I listened to very early on uh, when I turned my life over to Christ. Um, he, he did this sermon on thought life. And this was one of the things that he mentioned in there. Uh, this was, this was one of the scriptures that he read that he mentioned in there, right. which I apply to many other things. Uh, if we will realize that we can't, uh, do things without staying in this world with all its naughtiness and ugliness and darkness. And we can turn away from that and turn to God, uh, the engrafted word, right? The word right. that's the word that's engrafted with God. It'll save our souls. Right. 
But we don't realize what God is. Exactly. Well, we do. But there's people, they don't realize what God is. They don't take that chance or take that opportunity to realize what he is. Yeah. I don't want to get into the scientific stuff. We'll probably, we're probably overdone, overdue, cooked, we are. baked, broiled. Yeah. It's all good. Microwaved. Yeah, no, nah, this wasn't microwaved. This, no, took a, no, no. this took a minute. Yeah, it did. But yeah, we just, um, you know, just wanted to, it goes back to our episode of why. Yeah. This know? is kind of related to that. Yeah, absolutely. Why do we think of God who, how we think of him? Um, we just need to really study and get in his word and find out who he is. And, yeah, I agree, man. And what's available to us when we do follow his word. And man, so, I've been taking so many, so many shortcuts, not shortcuts. I can't say shortcuts. I haven't been doing my due diligence. I'm going to call myself out because I want to do an episode on how you and I backslide and how we get lukewarm. Yeah. And I've been backsliding, sleeping in. I guess I haven't been getting up early. My yeah. buddy's been calling me out on text messages like, Hey, where are you? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> right. And I, yeah. and I do my diligence, but I'm not doing it like I was yeah. for a couple of days. And I feel it, man. I feel the effects. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. um, yeah, this is Alan and my number is, <laughs> this is three, Al. five, two. This is Al. Two, one, four. Five zero six two. If anyone has anything that they would like to share, um, just a question or just need somebody to talk to, I'm here. And me, me uh, too. And <laughs> yeah, and Bill, Bill, and we're here. But um, and you know dog. where you're uh, where you're at. Maybe midday. It may be midnight here. Um, leave a message. Text me. I'll get back with you. If yeah. And if you're listening to these podcasts and you have questions or maybe you want to share a story with us, yeah, uh, we would love to have you on here. Shoot us an email. Um, you know, if you have any information that you think, or maybe we screwed something up. Yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Be because, to- you know, when it, in the Great Commission, it does say um, to go share the gospel. And, but it doesn't say that you need to know everything. It doesn't say that you need to be, um, you know, a theologian and we are far from that. So we're going to mess things up. Don't be afraid to question things. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid uh, to look in the book with all the answers. Absolutely. It'll help you. You guys enjoy your day. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.